There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new bubbly bursts. You know that I feel like it's really important to express yourself. I know that about you. You got to put your true self out there, okay? And those classic Crocs, clogs, and sandals let you do just that. Between the rainbow of colors and the gibbets charms, you can create a unique look. And I mean, literally, no one else will have shoes exactly like yours. Hey, you know, it doesn't get more comfortable than Crocs, clogs, and sandals. They're just the perfect blend of comfort and creativity. Visit crocs.com to explore the latest styles and gibbets charms. Do you want to boost the economy like Taylor Swift? Do you want to run a business empire like Rihanna? Intuit is the financial platform that helps everyday people prosper. Intuit helps you take control of your finances through products like TurboTax, Credit Karma, QuickBooks, and MailChimp. Whether you're trying to manage your money or trying to run a business, Intuit gives you the confidence to take control of your finances so you can live your best life. Intuit has helped 100 million people live their best financial lives. Visit Intuit.com, I-N-T-U-I-T.com to start living yours. Let's get into it. Look, man. There. Oh, I see. Wow. Oh, my. Bowen, look over there. Wow, is that Ooh. culture? Oh, yes. Goodness. Oh, wow. yeah. Las Culturistas. Ding dong. Las Culturistas calling. Making eye contact. Making eye contact. With all my girls. Getting tactile. Getting tactile. We're doing things a little differently. We're going to try something new. You're back. I'm back. Thank you for holding it down. Girl. I, I would really always appreciate it. hold it down for my number one girl. My number one girl, you really got into it. There were a couple episodes there that I felt like my sister would be proud of. Oh my god! I just wanted to make you proud. Are you oh, brimming with pride. Brimmer. And I was listening to the Dave Mazzoni Marie Faustin episode the same time I learned what limerence was. What's limerence? It's like when you're obsessed with someone. Basically, it's just <gasps> like the, a fancier term for like when you're obsessed with someone. Well, that's good. Yeah. And that's how you know that Bo and Yang is back now that there's a vocabulary <laughs> word. Limerence. Can I give it a crack at spelling it? Yes, yes, go. I think you're going to nail it. L-I-M-E-R-A-N-C-E. They never said I wasn't a good speller. Girl, we've talked about spelling bees in the past, haven't we? Were you a spelling bee king? I lost at the word satellite in the fourth grade and I You was really did. Can you spell it? Well, first of all, can you spell it now? I don't know. Try. I know how to spell it. S A T. E L L I T. You did it. I think I added an extra T in there. Uh, what? I did. I think I did S A T T E. Oh. oh, I remember it like it was yesterday. It is a core motherfucking memory. When you lose the spelling bee and they say to you, I'm sorry. The word never leaves you. No. I'm sorry. That is incorrect. I'm <laughs> the use of the word incorrect as a weapon. And it usually is a weapon. I'm happy they could have seen me I'm do happy. that. We're getting, we're picking up on so much stuff. By the way, my Colorado king over there wearing a Colorado shirt. Where are you from? I love him. Okay, well, that's that's even better. So then you found Colorado and you liked it enough to buy a shirt. Absolutely. Perfect. Really good. That's what I like to hear. I just spent time there and you were missed. I know. Okay, tell me. Every, first of all, I want to say. Yeah, uh, what do you want to say? I just want to say thank you, everyone. for. I mean, there was really such a perfect level of understanding. Not that I expected anything less, but everyone got it, you know? Yeah. And like, 
that's the kind of people that I think are like in this little world of ours. And that's, Mm -hmm. I'm really, really grateful. Yeah. So, well, I mean, all I ever want and all we ever want is for you to feel like you are having fun doing this because like, this is just like, this should be the cherry on top of life. Honey, this is the cherry on top of the cake in the words of Uba, a new Real Housewives of New York. The cherry on top of the the cake. cake. (laughs) These housewives don't know about what cherries sort of like relation to desserts are because Lisa Barlow also was like it's the cherry on top of the icing on top of the cake these women don't know dessert culture or cherry culture you know they're not eating dessert they're not eating dessert I mean they're not eating caviar either apparently okay they are eating caviar well not really not really so okay so uh, without without pivoting too hard from this topic at hand we will get into of course Neuroni and all the culture because it was a we can only describe this last weekend as cultural cultural but what I want to know from you, and I think that everyone wants to know that listens, is how are you feeling? I feel really good. I'm, like, getting better. Mm. I think there are, like, specific things that I have to do that are happening this week. Good for you. So you're going to see about a girl. I'm going to see about a girl. I'm going to be, I'm going to see about some dolls in the, in the Valley some... of the Doll sense, but not the yeah. bad dolls. You know right, what I mean? 100%. It literally was Valley of the Dolls for a second where I was, like, mm-hmm. on the wrong dolls. You were on the wrong dolls. So you feel that... <laughs> And this is nothing against anyone who's no, loving no, this particular no. doll and this doll. Should I, should I say the doll's so name? So you were on Wellbutrin. I was on Wellbutrin and I got, and full transparency, mm-hmm. got a low dose of Adderall just to help with the travel, just okay. to help with the, with adjusting to the hours. Just kind of really, like, it's not working. And I was talking to some friends last night about how Wellbutrin really is not doing it for a lot of people. And if it's yeah. working for you, God bless. Mm-hmm. But Wellbutrin wasn't for me. I think that this is what I had heard about Wellbutrin when I was sort of stepping into my new era of not ignoring my mental health or being like, I have a big plate. I can handle a lot. Like, this is just what feelings are. Like, you know what I mean? Like, And so I think that when I finally was ready to, like, actually engage and take accountability over my mental health, Wellbutrin was sort of like, I was warned against it just because I identify as a pretty anxious person. Mm -hmm. And I've heard that like when you're dealing with anxiety, that maybe isn't the girl. Totally. And so when you were saying you were struggling and I was like, well, maybe it's because the Wellbutrin of it all is just like, I I do think of you as a little anxious. anxious, You know what I mean? A thousand percent I'm anxious. Right. I know certain people, and we won't name names, had like an issue with the word depersonalization. It it is like the clinical term for like Mm -hmm. what I was... What right. I am experiencing. And so if you don't know what it is, you could always like fucking look it up you can, or, you, can you know, be less obtuse. And this is a self-knowledge journey that we're on, mm-hmm. for me at least. And we'll just leave it at that. Because otherwise okay. it gets too, it gets yeah. a little cloying, which right. it shouldn't be. What do you mean by that? Like if I start talking a little too much about how like, oh, I am completely disconnected from like yeah. these like really important elements of like who I am. Right then people start to sort of check out, which of course, like they don't know what I'm talking about because it's hard for me to even drill down too specifically into that. Right. I understand. And I think that like what I'm so happy about, I know everyone will be so happy to hear is that you are taking accountability of it, taking, taking initiative. And I think because once that happened, I can only speak for myself. I was genuinely a million times happier. And I will also say I went up on my dose Mm -hmm. just to be totally transparent. Mm -hmm. And this has been, you know, it's been an incredibly difficult 
three weeks for me as well. Like that's totally separate outside yeah, of like yeah. anything that you were going through. Like I had a very close friend. We have a very close friend who suffered a huge, loss. a huge personal loss and it, it has been very difficult. And so I've sort of been grieving that in my own way as well. Also, I've been really like under the gun with a project that I'm doing and like, especially as the strikes happen, which we'll talk about because it also like sort of dictates how we can discuss things on this podcast and how we might be doing things going forward. It has been like a really stressful fucking time. And I will say just having this little bit of help. And it's funny, the last time we were in this room with the cameras rolling, we talked about this with Kelly. This is a, a medication room. This is the red room. This is the red room. This room is for crazy people. This room is for the pills. This room is for the pills. Oh, yes, the pills. <laughs> Not the red pills. Not the red pills. Not the red pills, the blue pills. We're going to talk about red pilling because I think Ken in the Barbie movie gets red pilled. Yes. But, but anyway, yeah, like I've just been so grateful for it yeah. and I think it's one of those things where it's like I kind of want to go back in time and a few things like you were always on me about therapy and that was major sure and then this for however long I need the Lexapro it's been really great I'm excited I... for you to see about the girl <laughs> <laughs> me too and it took a lot of clarity from you well to me like I think you were very clear with me about how I should manage this because I care about you so much it's that thing of like it's, I think, a journey that we've been on about, like, codependency, right? Because you are genuinely my best friend. Like, we genuinely do this together. But also outside of this, there's, like, an entire relationship. And, like, there's history. And there's, like, a lot of care that goes into that. And I think sometimes it's, like, how do you care for someone in a real way? Do you tell them, like, do you use words, like, worried, concerned? Like, do you ring alarm bells? Or do you say, I'm here but you're in a, also in a place of inaction because you want to like make sure you're taking care of the person. For me, it's just like when you had said, you expressed to me that you wanted to take a break. Like for me, that's just like, this is great, but this is not everything. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, I also know that you're involved with other things where it's not as easy to be like, hey, I'm taking a break. I mean, that is the cruelest irony is that like, out of all the things that I'm doing, yeah. and, and it's not that it's too many things, but it was just a lot of demanding things. And out of all those things, it was like the thing that could be taken off the plate for a little bit was this, which is so terrible because it's the thing that I enjoy the most. And that is sort of the unfair, ironic thing about it all. But were, were we well, it was only three weeks. It was only three weeks. And girl, you you have something. Do you think I have something? I think you have something. What is it? Uh, that <laughs> je ne sais quoi. Um, um, anyways. I love your ass. I love your ass. It's forever coded. My love for you is forever My coded. My love for you is and forever coded. And rule of culture number four. Four. Rule of culture number four. My love for you three is forever coded. coded. Speaking of the rules. Will you get into it? Come on. Joko Studio made this for us. At Joko. At Joko.io. J-O-C-O dot I-O. I mean, a bound book. So I just forgot that podcasts are not a visual medium. All of a sudden we have, oh, yes. we have these cameras and we showed the book to the cameras and you listening in your car don't know what the hell we're doing. So someone sent in, they made bound and everything, a rules of culture. First edition. First edition book for Bowen and I. And this is, I mean, you flip through it and it's got pictures. It's got all the rules this is exhaustive work. And this is how you know the readers are the best in the biz. And then you open up the rule book and some things really jump out, such as rule culture number six. Super bass is our national anthem. 
I mean, I'm sorry, but we were so right on all of these. Rule number 12, if Bo and Yang got it wrong, other people are going to get it wrong. Such as spelling the word um, satellite. Such as spelling the word satellite. Here we go. I have something. Go. Rule of culture number 29. Mm -hmm. It all comes back to Hilary Duff. Let's go back, back to the beginning. Good. And I bet if you went back in time and when we did that rule, I bet we sang those very words. Because people change, but they don't. But they don't. It's rule of culture number eight. (laughs) People People change, change, but but they they don't. don't. And we just really want to say, um, <gasps> ew, what? not number thirty-five. Unfortunately, Zuckerberg has a fat ass. I don't think we said that. We didn't say. I that. think we codified it into the rules, but we could not have originated. I think this was after the surfboard picture, because he does sort of have a dunk on the board. Well, he pokes out the tailbone on you the think, board. You think he knew there were paps around, and he said, "Let me show off my fat ass." Yeah, Zuck. Oh, every pap is hired these days, even back then, even for Zuck. I just want to quickly read. This book is dedicated to the readers, the publicists, the finalists, and most importantly, the Katies. Wow. Okay, so this (laughs) book is Katie coded. May you forever be informed on the pulse and finding things that make you say, quote, culture is for me. This is amazing. So nice. And I do just want to, I think we both want to say that if there ever is a piece of merchandise that we come out with that maybe even has this title, it's been an idea for a long time and we did not steal it from at joko.io. We did not steal it from at joko.io. You have to know. It won't be in this exact format either. Oh, we're saying too much. Rule of culture number 19. Blackpink, those girls, they really do have choreo down. It's true. That is 100% true. It's 100% true. So I read that super bass Yes, thing. yes. That goes to Barb's, which goes to Barbie. Should we talk about Barbie? I mean, it is the culture. And can we just say... I think that's what the girls want to hear. Today. That's what the girls want to hear. And off the bat, uh-huh. it is pretty remarkable. And I think what should inform this whole discussion is we have monoculture for once. Wow. Do we? Do we? I mean, we were talking out there, me and the girls that are behind the cameras, we were all excitedly talking yes. about Barbenheimer. Yes. So full disclosure, we are going tonight, tonight to see Oppenheimer. So we haven't seen it. But Barbie, we saw... And I think that my initial reaction to it, because everyone saw it, was one of those things where it's like people are dressed, people are going. I was so excited. My excitement was at a 10. And then I walked out of it and I was just like, my reaction, and even me, who's like a maximalist and loves this shit, my reaction was that was a lot. Mm -hmm. And I didn't really know how I felt. I knew I had laughed and sort of enjoyed every minute. But as a movie, I didn't know how I felt. A few days have gone by. I think it's one of my favorite movies. I love that. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Okay. So what what's like congealed in those few days? Can, you know who you know? I have to give credit to? Joel Kim. Yeah. Because I went to a party with a bunch of queers with differing opinions. Yeah, sort of. Because it's really like the fever pitch is feels very positive, but people do have opinions about this movie. And isn't that beautiful? It's beauty. It's beauty. But I I was sort of like erring on the side of like, I don't know, I don't know if it worked. And then Joel Kim was like, it's play logic. It's not about world building necessarily no. because there is no world building when a kid picks up a Barbie. Yeah. Yes. And you would express that to me and I, and that clicked for me as well. Yes. I agree with that and mm-hmm. I celebrate that. Mm-hmm. And I am of the mind that it's genius to prioritize that. Yeah. And sort of like forsake like traditional film logic mm-hmm. or at least like, you know, like world building logic yeah. like that. But then I do kind of come away from that movie thinking... I really enjoyed that. It did feel like a bag of loose, unspooled thread. Mm-hmm. And should we just say, I do think we should spoil the movie. So if you haven't watched it. Oh, yeah, no. Fast forward, maybe like 10, 15 minutes. It's the Wednesday after monoculture. It's the Wednesday after monoculture. So, we'll just say that. Yeah. Um, By the end of the movie, I go, wait, 
why did she become, did she want to become human? I th- See, that's my thing. Yeah. Is that was just like, there were so many Threads. ideas. Yes, yes. There were so many things happening to the point where I was just like, at the end, it's weirdly like a thinker. You know what I mean? It's totally. like a surrealist fantasy comedy, which of course, but it's not just this thing where you sit back and like, you could just really like sit there and watch it without thinking no you like by the end i was like wow this was like existentialist and you know really deep Mm -hmm. surprisingly deep especially for something that like is also at the same time so sort of gloriously dumb yes and which is something i loved about it but what i think was it was like very clearly two extremely smart and funny people Mm -hmm. sitting down and having the time of their lives and just throwing all the ideas out there in a way a kid might. Yes. Give me a million of these before you give me one more of Mm -hmm. literally insert anything here. Right. Did we talk about this the other day where I would have loved some Barbie looking person in the real world to go up to her and be like, oh my God, yes. like you're my I like you're my hero. You are my icon. Like that complicates it even more. I think there's even a nice little thing there that like compliments the teens being like, you're a fascist. Right. You suck. Like you're the reason why like femininity <laughs> is like crazy or whatever. I would have loved for like on the other side of that mm-hmm. coin for someone to be like, ah. Oh, you made me who I am. And then and then like Barbie sees her be like a terrible person. Uh, yeah, maybe? like an absolute like privileged bitch. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. There was this weird thing that happened where it's like they show the Barbie world and it actually is very diverse and inclusive and it's a party and it's a matriarchy and mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And then when Barbie goes to the real world, they're like, fuck you, fuck off. <laughs> and there is this thing that like Barbie goes through where she's just like, it almost is like a reckoning with privilege right there. She's like, what do you mean? I'm well-intentioned. I come from this. Yeah, yeah. And then she's confronted in the real world. And it's like, no, what you represent is this. And actually it's this label, this, this, this. And so you actually see the Barbie character go through something in a really short period of time in a funny way, which I think a lot of white women go through, which is just like, or white people go through, which is just like, you have to understand like in an atmosphere and in like a culture where we're constantly branded and sold and everything and it's catered to a certain person, Uh uh like just watching her deal with all of that, despite what she is, stands for actually in reality, I thought that was an interesting way to go about the Barbie thing. Yes. Because it's like, there have been, I guess, quote unquote, diverse Barbies and dolls for quite a while. But I still think you think Barbie and one of the top items of discussion is, for example, Sudi, like she was not allowed to have that or engage with that at all as a child because her mother was like, this is fascism, Mm. literally. (laughs) Uh uh I mean, and like, so it's a really interesting, I think, way to personalize that for the character, for her to be personally attacked for what she represents and called a fascist. But the intent of her and the brand in general, especially because this is produced by Mattel, is sort of like, no, 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 that's not what we meant. But yet they are responsible for it. Right. Totally. And then I think Greta had, Margot, producer, had the impossible task of like making it not a commercial, not like a hangiography, not yeah. like, Mattel, we love you. Yeah. And like, I can't believe they got the Ruth Handler jokes in about how like, I got dinged for tax evasion stuff, but that's a different movie. Yeah. I'm like, oh, the Handler estate is going to let that slide? They Great. went for it. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you have to imagine this, like, because I feel like Greta and Noah probably got a lot of leeway because they are so acclaimed and mm-hmm. because they are so successful and there is, like, a trust level in them. But you have to imagine this movie was fucking noted. Oh, you of course. You know what course. I mean? Like, to, within an inch. And, like, so the fact that we arrived where we arrived mm-hmm. and that it did as well as it did and that it gets an A cinema score yeah. and a 90% on Rotten Tomatoes, this is, like... It's a huge deal. You know, not to make an obvious joke, but it is, like, a pink unicorn in that, like, of course, it's the, one of the world's most famous toys. Mm-hmm. But it's not a sequel or a franchise or et cetera. Right. Oh, well, it is a franchise. But, it's, you know... The IP is something that they... They did the right thing by like completely starting from scratch in right. a way, because yes. they could have they could have been like, oh, it's not Barbie, it's Skipper, it's Midge, it's mm-hmm. Christy, it's like all the girls are there, but they're not all named Barbie, right? And all the men are not named Ken. They could have done that, and it would have been a it really would have been a different movie. Yeah, they get away with all of these gender assessments based on the joke that you just sub in male female for Ken Barbie, right? Exactly. Yeah. And I think it was really fun. I think, well, you know, what's so funny is that all like the higher ups at Mattel uh-huh. are men. Yeah. Like, is that, that really true? That's really. And I think they even like say that in the movie. It's like, no, like this is it. This is it. And like they slipped that in. And like, I think the people at Mattel are like, yeah, sure. And then it makes you go, is it a good thing or a bad thing that like other companies that end up making movies will like allow themselves to be like mm-hmm. lightly roasted in this way. Well, I mean, I guess then it comes down to like, cool, yeah, take the light roasting. Look cool because you allowed yourself exactly. to be roasted, but also like, are you going to do anything about it? Right. Like, I guess that would be the thing to check in on in six months where it's totally. just like, yeah, cool. You allowed yourself to be the butt of this joke, uh-huh. your own joke, yes. but also like, did it remain the same? Yeah. And there's like, it's really funny because like, I think people that don't even understand that they're doing this there is a lot of sexism even in the conversation about the movie in terms of through a critical lens like something i've seen more than once and this is just it really makes me laugh is the boiling down of a few of these reviews about margot and ryan's performances Mm -hmm. are margot really proves she has what it takes to be a movie star (laughs) and i'm like and they're like, and Ryan should be nominated for an Oscar. And he did right, it again. And he's right. one of the most underutilized clowns in the business. It's like, this man has been doing this for a while. like, And also like to shift all the focus to him and say, Margot Robbie finally has proven what it takes to be a movie star. I'm like, she's been a movie star now for over 10 years. Her yeah. first film was, at least in terms of like what everyone saw, was opposite Leonardo DiCaprio Uh uh in a performance that made her a movie star immediately. Immediately. And it's just like, you see her being praised, sure, but not a lot of conversation about her being as involved as she was for as long. Producer. Not enough conversation, I think, about just how difficult it is to just hold the center of this movie. Like, it is crazy. And, like, carry this entire press tour that has no TV options. Right. And, like, be the mediator between Mattel and Greta because mm-hmm. that, that is her job as producer on this. Yeah. And literally like look at people's schedules and be like, can we make it work with this person? No, yes. they're out. You know, like literally like it comes down to that. Yeah. And I mean like this is the nuts and the bolts and I'm thinking like she's way, way, way smarter and more important than people are actually realizing. Mm-hmm. Like I think like in terms of like why this movie is so big and why it's so successful, it's like, she's a top three reason. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? And like, I always say, you know, I know that there's like, 
Well, some of the craziest people in America are online saying that America Ferreira deserves an Oscar nomination for her performance. I'm like, America was great, was- but guys, I don't know. <laughs> she was great. She was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like Oscar nomination. And that's why when people just throw that out there, I'm like, I, you guys are so They nuts. don't know. They don't know. Because she has that one monologue, which by the way. She delivers. She, she killed l- it. She kills. She landed the plane. Yes. I think for people that have been having this conversation for a long time, that monologue is going to feel very 2018. And I'm talking about her monologue where she talks about how difficult it is to be a woman. And what I think we have to remember is it sort of is when you're dealing with monoculture like this, it's like that James Cameron thing, right? When we were yes, talking about yes. how it's with, like- With Kiki. Yes. Yeah. It has to be for everyone. everyone. And maybe not everyone has had this conversation. And so when you're- Putting out a movie that's as big and important and potentially influential as the Barbie mm-hmm. movie, as we've proven to see just how huge it is, like it's okay for that monologue to feel like something you've heard before. Totally. And performed really well. Is it Oscar worthy? I don't know. One th- <laughs> the reason I got there though was because, as you know, my rubric of the Oscars is could anyone else have done it? Could anyone else have done Barbie like that and shepherded that to the huge amount of success? And trusted with the director and Mm -hmm. had such a singular entwined vision Mm -hmm. like they Mm -hmm. did. I don't know. I guess what I'm saying is Margot Robbie, FYC. FYC. This just makes me excited for, I pitched you a movie for when we're like in our 40s and 50s for some huge. When they're finally ready for us. When they're ready for us. (laughs) I, I shared it with some people last night and they were like, that's really good. I mean, it is good. I was like, that's me. I like, Matt and I are going to do that. One thing about us, (laughs) we have big plans. It's, I will say. I'm inspired by the color in this room. It's red. It's for Coca- it's for Coca Cola. <laughs> well, we have an idea. I, we have an idea for a Coca Cola movie. What is bigger <laughs> than Barbie? Coke. Coke. Literally, literally, everyone loves it. Everyone loves it. Everyone <laughs> knows it. It's worldwide. Yeah, like Candy Burris. Like Candy Burris. And it's to two worldwide things: Candy Burris and, <laughs> and Coke. Coke. That's real culture number six. It's, it's to two, two worldwide, worldwide things: Candy, Candy Burris and Coke. Coca Cola. Not the other one. Listen. Listen. Cocaine is pretty international too. That's true. That's true. But I think I think it's just specific little routes. We've sworn off the stuff. We've sworn off the stuff. When it comes to travel, we all have that happy place. Whether it's the beach, ski slopes, couples getaway, or even a visit to that best friend you haven't seen in way too long, Matt. And Priceline wants to get you there for a happy price so you never have to miss a trip. Now, we all know we love to vacation together. We have various happy places. We love to go to Orlando, Florida. We love to go to Las Vegas, Nevada. We love to go to a beach anywhere. We love to go to Europe. But when we have truly traveled the world globally and domestically. My happy place is with my sister and any of those locations he just listed. And now, thanks to Priceline's VIP family feature, you can go to your happy place more often while earning deals up to five times faster with a group. When one person from the squad travels, everyone gets more deals, and you can even choose your own crew. It doesn't have to be your actual family. It could be your neighbor, your roommate, your mailman, anyone. The more you travel, the more you save. For me, I'm choosing Matt Rogers. I'm choosing producer Becca. Yes. We're all going together, the Lost Cult family. So download the Priceline app today to save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your happy place with Priceline. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. 
Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. Well, spring is in full bloom. Are your finances blooming, too? With the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa credit card, it's easy to start building credit with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments with no annual fees or interest. And if your credit scores grow... So could your opportunities for lower rates on loans, like for a car or a home. You know what I love about the Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card? What? There are no annual fees, interest, or credit checks to apply. Yes! You can use it everywhere Visa credit cards are accepted. Take back your finances. Build credit using your own money. Yeah. Did you know that with Chime Credit Builder that you can get paid up to two days early with direct deposit? I did. You can also overdraft up to $200 without fees with SpotMe when you set up a qualifying direct deposit. Just set up a qualifying direct deposit, sign up for SpotMe, and Chime will spot you up to your limit when you make a credit card purchase or cash withdrawal that exceeds your balance. With Chime's secure credit card, you can start improving your credit scores right away. Get started today at Chime.com forward slash culturistas that's chime.com forward slash culturistas chime feels like progress the chime credit builder visa credit card is issued by the Bancorp bank na or stride bank na members fdic spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply out of network atm withdrawal and otc advance fees may apply terms and conditions apply go to chime.com slash disclosures for details you have a raised eyebrow at drugs now and so do i for a little bit long who knows how long but i am kind of like Wait a minute. Mm-hmm. This is too much. Well, <laughs> I've realized, and maybe this is just mid-30s, but I've realized, like, being so fucked up is actually pretty much always better in theory than practice. Always. Always. Unless it's, like, a little bit of mushrooms at Taylor Swift eras. Denver? Was that Denver? It was both. Oh, great. You know what I mean? Just a little nibble. What? I, I had just, we, we had a little nibble in Jersey and it was perfect. We were in the perfect vibe for Jersey. Yes. I would say in Denver, I was a little bit more fucked up. Yeah. I saw the video. You were having fun. Girl, I was having a time. By the way, the show was fucking great. Of course. And also everyone in Denver, so I sweet. see how nice you are. <laughs> Denver's a town of sweeties. You have to know. A few people came up and said hello. Yeah. One Katie, one Catherine. Wow. hmm Amazing. And Catherine said, almost Katie. Almost. But and not then I quite. was like, Katie. Yeah. She goes, yeah. <laughs> but that was lovely. But yeah, no, just drugs in general. Maybe we're just getting old. Yeah. And that's okay. And that's okay. That's okay. Different kinds of drugs now. Medicinal. Medicinal. Dolls. <laughs> okay. Speaking of the dolls, <laughs> there are new dolls. There are new dolls. There are new dolls to sort of play with. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the new dolls of the Real Housewives of New York. Again, we're seeing Oppenheimer tonight. So yeah, we'll talk about Oppenheimer. Maybe we'll talk about it next week. But this is so interesting. Like the strike of it all. Like I remember I posted a picture of me in the Barbie box, and I was I, like, "Can I post this? Is that allowed?" You're going to the movies for a movie that right. was made pre-strike. That's already been promoted. That's already released. Mm-hmm. Like, it's fine. There's a degree of anxiety, though, in what I'm calling Fran's Queen era. Yes. Yes, we're on strike, but really this is Fran Dresser's this is Fran Queen, Queen era. era. <laughs> so she's come out and said, no one from SAG can promote any of their projects. You can't promote anything. Like, And then actually my agent called, which was when I knew it was serious. And she was like, you can't even be like, congrats to my friend on doing I know, this. I know, I know. So for example, like, 
we were going to have a couple people on the podcast to promote certain things. And now I think we have to either hold on that or just like change the way we talk about it for now, because those are the new rules. I think we can have people on and just be like, let's just say. Yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> like, know? ultimately it's kind of freeing. Though, it's right? kind of, it is kind of freeing. But you do kind of want to ask like, what was it like on the set of theater camp? You, you know? know what though? Like you know what though? And we have to bleep that out. We do? We have to bleep that out like it's catch. Wait a minute. Like it's catch. We can not talk. Oh, what you oh, did you without connect- the blurb, without the bleep, the blurb? it is scabbing. I don't know about that. We're so, not, I'm not promoting people go see this movie here's necessarily. What I, here's what we can say. I saw theater camp this weekend and I loved it. That's what we can say. Like we just did with Barbie. That's not a promotion. That is a review. A review. But is it a review, promotional, whatever? It's confusing. It's very confusing. I saw you in the comments on the Variety Reel about like what actors, oh, yeah. what people on answer- because it is well, the trades are trying to confuse people. The trades are trying to confuse people, and I thought you were of the mind that like let's be very specific about what yes. we can and cannot do. I thought we could on our podcast, yes. let's say, be like we were going to have this person and this person from this movie and mm-hmm. just leave it at that. Well, what I said with the Zane episode last week, uh-huh. because we talked for a half an hour about, about projects yes. that we've done together yes. and that he's in. Yes. And I cut it out because I was told expressly you can't do that. See, and everyone, if you're listening to this right now and you're like, huh, that's how fucked up the studios are. Okay. It has to be this yeah. in order for it to change. Because it is a them. labor issue because of them and understand like I totally get being like, confused by all this or like huh like oh actors and writers are striking like it is a serious thing and it's also bigger yes than this i mean if you really look at it like these studio people they, they make so much fucking money and it's so insulting when you consider what these guilds what these unions are asking for that like you know it's it's hard for me to be like you know tell anyone what to do but like Stand with these guilds, stand with our unions, because we really are like, there's a lot of misinformation out there. And that's what pissed me off about that variety thing. Yes, yes. Because it was some girl from Variety. Right. And the trades are in with the studios. Yes, they are. And so she was being like, here's a list of things actors cannot do while the strike is happening. Singing, podcasting, (laughs) like down the line. like breathing. Basically saying like, because they're on strike, they're not participating in any element of the industry, which is not true. Yeah. We are not participating in anything promotionally as they relate to struck companies, but we are allowed to still do our podcast. Yes. Singers are allowed to sing if they're right. in SAG. Like it's just ridiculous. And they're trying to make it they're trying to make us look like crazy and unreasonable. Right. And there are a lot of n- nuanced things about this that even we don't quite understand. Right. Such as and I think this is going to like play out in the next couple weeks as we get closer to some festivals. Mm. But like there are indie studios like A24 that mm-hmm. are figuring out ways to wave promotional. And they've already done that with shoots, but they're trying to figure out a way to like allow certain projects to be promoted right. in a way that complies with SAG strike rules yes. and guidelines. And that is a good thing Mm -hmm. because it does show people and especially people within the unions that like let's like promote how like the indie arm of this industry can thrive and flourish and be healthy right and it's not like a full austerity thing of like nothing can stay nothing can work yeah and also it shows that there are people out there with the money who make these calls like that that are willing to collaborate and they are willing to bend and they are willing to 
be fair. Mm -hmm. Um, But unfortunately, that isn't anyone in our sort of new culture where it feels like five people run the industry, which has been a problem and continues to be a problem. Unfortunately, you'd be shocked to hear those are the people that are being very rigid. And people keep asking, like, how long do you think the strike is going to go? How long do you think the strike is going to go? And I've just started being like, I don't fucking know. January? It's giving lockdown. It's giving early, early COVID. Like, we really, we literally don't know. Yeah. The thing about January, though, is the thing that like all the studios do have in common Mm. is that I think they do care about awards. Mm. And if the strike goes into like the period where they release all their awards contenders, that kind of fucks up the schedule there for them. And then they kind of lose out on like a year of prestige. Yeah. I mean, look, (laughs) I had heard... Like, I heard through the grapevine that the studios had crunched the numbers and decided there was, like, a date in August that they could go without all this. Uh But now the more you hear about, like, just how far apart everything is. It's scary, yeah. I had heard November, and then I was thinking, like, but if it's going to go till November and the industry sort of shuts down in December because of the holidays, why wouldn't you just go? Extend it to June. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, it just feels like I don't even know what to say about it. But what I do know is when I see something that's just incorrect Mm -hmm. which is like this insane insinuation that like because the actors are on strike they're completely stopping any avenue of livelihood like that is not true like podcasting will continue touring will continue music will continue and if, if this is causing anyone like discomfort it's because we're at a place where like just wealth inequality yeah it's wrong yeah. and that someone has to take a stand for mm-hmm. it mm-hmm but that's that. But that's that. Anyway. Did we get there from Roni? From that Roni. says it all. Let's go back to Roni, shall we? Thoughts? Well, I still need more time because you know what? It was first episode, which that episode in particular has the impossible task of like getting everybody on board with these people when we have all these attachments with the, mm-hmm. the previous group. And then the second episode, I love that we're already doing a trip. I was very, and this is having me change my mind about Bryn. Mm. I was missing Bryn and I go, then she's a very important part of this ensemble. Absolutely. And so I was like, I need more time. I need Bryn to go there and teach these girls yoga. Yes, she'll be there. She'll be there. I, yes, I saw um, in the next episode preview. I need her to go there, really kind of jolt this. Mm-hmm. So far, I'm intrigued. I'm obsessed. <laughs> okay, talk about this. Uh, <laughs> first of all, what I love is that they're sharing, they're, they're passing the ball. You think? You know, yeah. Yes, I really do. Here's how I would boil it down. Jenna Lyons, like, she's so fascinating and there's never yeah. been a housewife like her. I do think she thinks she's a little better than the show. I'm curious about her motives to be on the show. Uh-huh. I think she very much wants to be on reality television. Yeah. She had her show on HBO Max when it was HBO Max called Stylish with Jenna yes. Lyons. I watched that. And then she comes to Housewives and she's like, I'm uncomfortable in group settings. I'm reserved and shy. I'm not going to tell you about my significant other. I will not tell you about my relationship. And I'm just like, what exactly was the motive to get on this show? Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm seeing maybe Jenna Lyons, like, and this is, I think, what's fascinating about her is I think she's going to peel layers off of herself because she's going to be forced to because these women are not going to allow her right to be the one that gets away with things if they're all exposing themselves exactly and you can even tell in the second episode sigh yes sigh being like she knows my husband why can't we know her girlfriend <laughs> but aren't we friends but at that point i would be like well that's a spouse is different than a girlfriend but that's <sighs> mm, i don't know 
If you're a housewife, yes, we as an audience and they as friends have a right to know who the spouse is. Mm-hmm. If you're dating someone new, like if you're dating someone, if my girl is dating someone new, I don't have to know everything about the person. Not everything about the person, but I think when you go on reality television, yes, of, course, of, course, of course, and you're saying like the idea here and what's compelling is I'm going to open you up to my life. You think you'd open up your life. And I think it's interesting because you do see her in confessionals. About the mom. About yeah. Mom. And like, and she's willing to open up. I think she wants to go there. And I think she was saying in so many words, like my girlfriend doesn't want to be a part of this. And I have to respect that. And I have to respect that. And this is a decision that I've made for myself. I didn't make it for her, which is, you know, there is this interesting thing uh-huh. and I've dealt with it. Like, I'm sure that like people have dealt with it to a certain extent, but it's like when you like someone and you want them to be in your life, but they're uncomfortable with the, that yes, part of it. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Totally. And but, so then what do you do if you're Jenna Lyons? What do you do? If Matt Rogers is Jenna Lyons. If I'm Jenna Lyons. If you're at the Topping Rose in, in the Hamptons and they're asking you. know what? You, I guess I do exactly what she's doing, but. You open up in other areas. I open up in other areas. And also I I think, because obviously she wants to put her relationship first. It's meaningful to her. But she can't be surprised when these women who don't have those boundaries mm-hmm. are going to come for her in that way. Because that's, again, that's another decision that you make. When you say this area of my life is off limits and that sentence becomes a storyline, then it's a storyline. Then it's a storyline. And then people want to uncover that. Exactly. Yes. The vultures come out to hunt. The vultures will pick your Your bones. bones. In the words of Oprah. Pick your your bones. (laughs) The vultures are waiting to to pick pick your your bones. bones. Was that to Meghan Markle? It was to someone. It was maybe to Meghan Markle. Waiting waiting to to pick pick your bones. bones. Wow. If that wasn't that interview, then that quote gets lost because, of course, it was not in that interview. It was not in that interview, but Clickhole did do like a supercut of all the times Oprah has said, the vultures are waiting to pick your your bones. And they just superimpose that audio. The vultures, in this case, being the other girls. The other girls. And the New York Post? The New York Post. What are your feelings about the other women? I love how me and Jessel is to her husband. Now we find out they don't fuck. I actually, <laughs> but I actually don't love Jessel. You don't? Do you know what I mean? I'm into Jessel. She's a fashion girl, but she's still wearing Alexander Wang in the year 2022. Ooh. As when they shot that, I'm like, you know, Ooh. don't you know this? Mm-hmm. Aren't you a PR girl? Mm-hmm. Like, that, don't you, Oh, wow. To be in PR. In fashion PR and not know that like kind of persona non grata. You know what though? This is what I'll say without saying too uh-huh. much. Fashion people are, are very sensitive and they're very like yes, um, yes. defensive yes. about the cancel culture. Of, of course, of course. Like I've talked to a few people because there's like, you know, I'll just Dolce like, Gabbana. Dolce Gabbana. Yeah, the Dolce yeah. Gabbana of it all. Uh-huh. Like they have a very racist, problematic history, a recent history even. That they never really addressed. But a lot of people make an issue with it, but you still see it being worn a, a lot. And so in my conversations with people that are in fashion, I do get the sense that like people are very defensive about it and like, uh-huh. well, you can't do that. Like cancel culture is wrong. Right, right, right. And it's like, okay, well, it's like, but- well, you're being a little bit more impassioned than anyone else was about the original problem, yeah. which is their fault. Anyway. We don't Especially have- her being like an Indian woman. And literally- I was obsessed with Jenna Lines being like, you can't have the word mark of Balenciaga. Come no. on. What are you, literally, what are you doing? <laughs> literally, what are you doing? What are you doing? And that's what I love. Because one thing Jenna Lyons is achieving is she does seem like the chicest person in New York. That vintage Mercedes took my breath away. Forget it. I had to rewind. 
I was, I was like, like, does she just drive up in a light blue vintage Mercedes to the Hamptons? I was like, well, this is. I'm obsessed with the pearls and the necktie and the yeah. confessionals. I'm like, fuck. Everything is exactly right. When she called her decolletage a landing strip, she's Not a low quite. key a hoe. Yeah, she's she's talking about fucking. She is talking about fucking. Fucking. And I'll be honest, <laughs> I felt a little horned up when she said, when it's two women, both people get taken care of. Oh my God, wait, do I have a gentle lions, Lauren? <laughs> Lauren, Matt's got a Jenna. Matt's got a gentle lions. <laughs> Big culture. Big New York culture. I'm not putting Jenna Lyons out there on her own for cold open. Matt is putting on the glasses. He's going to go out there with her as a second Jenna. Jenna's going to sneak up on him. Jenna's going to sneak <laughs> up on him. And she, he's going to be, of course, aloof because she's aloof. <laughs> because she's aloof. I told him, react as Jenna. I don't know this that this is what he says. I don't work for him or with him. You're, you're <laughs> Am I in the ballpark? You're, yes, absolutely. You're in, you're in the diamond. I'm in the... <laughs> Um, I like so I like Jenna a lot I like Jenna oh yes Uba has won me over Uba has won me over within an episode I was like first I was like I don't know about this but yeah. now I'm like love it I'm into Uba love how far away is your house from provisions <laughs> so funny <laughs> I I didn't expect to turn on her right this quickly I kind of don't care for Sai. I like Sai. Everything that comes out of her mouth is, well, I'm a content creator. I'm a digital influencer. I yeah. I grew up poor, and so I bring five-ply toilet paper to someone else's house. Okay, like, wait. Can we talk about this toilet paper thing? Yeah. Okay. I don't think I had ever thought about this, but I think I do judge when I go to someone's house and, it's and their toilet paper is like butthole problematic. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Is single ply like when you rub it on your hole and it feels like a little bit like sandpaper? It's yeah. It's like That's it's unacceptable like, to me. It's like what they would have on an airplane. Right. Or, That's unacceptable. Or like in a public me. restroom. For me, it's just like, yeah, I think that it's something I had not thought about until this episode. But if your toilet paper is really bad, that to me is just like physically inconsiderate of your guest buttholes. I don't know. Would you find it rude if someone brought their own toilet paper to like your vacation house? What that says to me, because by the way, readers, this is what happened. So Cy on The Real Housewives of New York was concerned that Erin on The Real Housewives of New York would not have acceptable toilet paper at her Hamptons home, Mm -hmm. which I'm sure she's got top of the line stuff. Mm -hmm. But Cy brings the toilet paper into the house because she needs her specific toilet paper for me this is a grade a housewives move i love it it's a a classic housewives move what i think it was rude the insinuation is that you're um cheap yeah The, the host the host i just what really got under my skin right at the top of episode two was her packing nine suitcases for a three day trip yeah i was like i really dislike this kind of person it was garment bags though it was not, gar- it was full fucking. A lot of the bags were garment bags. Okay. It was too much packing. It was too much packing. But she, okay, <laughs> so here's the thing. So now as someone who's been doing a good amount of branded, when you're doing it, yeah. you know it's cringe. But also uh-huh. the money's real. Yes. I don't begrudge her of doing it. She's getting her content. I think all she talks about is her uh, content. Yeah. And that's where I'm like, there's, there's gotta be something else. Like, what do you like to do? Do you think it's overcorrecting? I think it's definitely compensatory. Oop. Yeah. I want to know what the husband did. Oh. Because he's retired. You think there's a Jen Shaw situation? No, I don't think that at all. Okay. I just want to know, because they live in a, the most gorgeous yeah. brownstone. Yes. They do live in a gorgeous Oh area. my God. Yeah. Well, all these women have amazing homes. Yes, yes, We yes. haven't seen Brynn's house though. 
We have not seen Prince House. You're right. I get the feeling she's the most like, modest. Yeah. Down home. Down home. Yeah. Yeah. I will say her tagline has really grown on me. Uh, what is it? Oh, I'll, I'll date your dad. I love to laugh. But and make me mad. mad and I'll, I'll date, date your dad. dad. I love the, the fact that I love to laugh. <laughs> and but make me mad and I was at your dad like don't connect. live in the same sentence and then that to me makes it perfect and the way she bites her lip when they edited it into the thing made me really yeah it's good gravitate to her gravitate to her of course I do think that Jessel has a tagline that's that's a little too good for her which is I always bring the flavor it's not, not my, my fault. fault you don't, you don't have, have any, any taste. taste really good her lingerie that she got from Jenna that was disgusting it was bad lingerie. It was terrible. But if I didn't bring lingerie to like a lingerie-themed thing, it's like a beggar. It's not a beggar's can't be choosers. It's like, a, well, I'm not going to... If you gave me shitty lingerie, I'm not going to be like, Matt, this looks stupid. I would say this. After a whole day of conversation... So basically, they have this whole day of conversation about how she's like self-conscious about her body because of her C-section yeah, scar. Yeah, yeah. She's not fucking her husband. It's been a topic, a topic, no, a topic, it's, a topic. It's a nerve, yeah. And then you get a piece of lingerie when all these women, some of whom are literally models, yeah. you're someone who's obviously very image conscious because you're in fashion. You're also on the Real Housewives of New York on the second episode. You get lingerie given to you by Jenna Lyons that's a size or two too big. Right. I mean, Jenna knows that's not cute. Sure. For me, it was, this is maybe a controversial opinion. It was within bounds of her to complain. Maybe not to the extent that she was. I've been like, this is fucking disgusting. It's terrible. I hate it. This is hideous. That's what I'm saying is the <laughs> the extent the extent of the complaining was what kind of graded on me. And that I get. The more that we're talking about it, the more I'm like, okay, this is good. Like if I said to all of our friends, if it was all of us, mm -hmm. like if we all went to Fire Island, which is like our Hamptons culture, and I said, you guys, I got us all garments. Yeah. And I gave you a garment that was like, a tent and ugly. But if I, if everyone else brought a garment and I did not bring a garment and you get... Like, but I don't, I don't think they brought the garments. I think the garments were all gifts. From Jenna? Yes. Oh, okay. I missed that part. That to me was what was kind of shitty about uh, it. Then, I was like... Then yeah, then we're team Jessel and, and this. I understand her reaction. Yes. Yes. I get it. Totally. 1000%. Because it's like... Girl, it's too big. You know what I mean? Like, right. And then you're going to force me to come down in it. Right. And with the context of yeah. what we talked about with her husband, what they all talked about as a group about the husband. And mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. That's tough. That's tough. Now. Now we're going to see. Now we're getting into housewives. This is the meat of the show. This is the meat of the show. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly. Bubbly bursts. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. You know, but one of the toughest things about decorating my apartment has been getting things framed. Finding a place that will custom frame all my beautiful art pieces that I have without breaking the bank has been close to impossible. But then I found FrameBridge. 
I found FrameBridge too. FrameBridge makes it easy to get anything framed at an affordable price. Easily order online at framebridge.com or visit a FrameBridge retail store, upload a digital photo for them to print and mail your item using their free, secure, prepaid packaging. Or visit one of their 20 plus retail stores. FrameBridge custom frames your piece in their studio using the highest quality materials and ships it to your door in days for free. I love going into the brick and mortar locations. I've got one here in Brooklyn and they're so sweet. They can give you inspiration for where you want to get framed. I went in and I was like, I'm going to get my Chromatica ball bracelet framed. And they helped me. Oh my God. I'm so excited. I have so many memories I need framed and put upon the wall. And uh, they have a curated selection of frame styles with design experts right on hand who make it fun to choose the perfect frame for you. See why FrameBridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit FrameBridge.com or a local FrameBridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything. That's FrameBridge.com. Hey, Las Culturistas listeners, we're here to tell you that there's no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift. Now you can use Gift Mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy takes the stress out of gifting, so you can find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion. It's easy. Just tap or click Gift Mode on your Etsy app or Etsy.com, then answer a few short questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And Gift Mode instantly gives you curated gift ideas based on hundreds of personas. There's a lot of pressure around gifting. I usually have a hard time thinking of gift ideas for the birthdays of loved ones in my life. And sometimes I do get super stressed trying to find that perfect thing. Me too. But now with Gift Mode on Etsy, I can search hundreds of gifting personas and find so many incredible items. And I actually just found a custom chalk bag for the adventurer in my life who's into rock climbing. Not me. Now it's simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So... Whether you need a housewarming gift for the new homeowner in your life or a birthday present for the pickleballer in your life, Gift Mode has you covered. I'm not the pickleballer. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. I just did reminisce. Even today, before before I... Love that word. Love that word. Reminisce. Reminisce. Isn't that a gorgeous word? Yeah, I'm like literally basking this, in it right now. Speaking of spelling, R-E-M-I-N-I-S-C. I don't think that's right. Oh. <laughs> Remin- R-E-M. Oh, no. Now it's, this is the I-N-I-S-C-E. That's what you said. Reminis. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to. No, because I think that it still could be wrong. Reminisce. No, it's reminisce. That was good? Yeah. Thank you, Becca. Producer Becca, who, by the way, is in the merch. Can you just get... Can we just make sure that... Um, oh, you, did you float? Okay, good. So she's that in the cute. merch, which I think looks way cuter on a human being in person than it does on the website. This is what the girls are doing, is the merch drops are accompanied by a little cute photo shoot in a park. We should have been on that. It's okay. That's for next time. We know. For next time, we for know. For next time, we know. But the merch is really cute. The merch is really cute. Okay. Yeah, it's really good. Can we talk quickly about... Well, oh, 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 I was reminiscing about... I was literally going, gosh, we had we had a Radswill on this show. We really did. Once. And Carol is... Although I didn't realize that she was photographed with Ghislaine Maxwell at one point. <laughs> I didn't <laughs> know that. <laughs> photographed with Ghislaine. And she, like, had to beat off allegations that, like, she, she was an Epstein contact. No! Did she really? Like her her name was in some book, and she had to be like, "I've never met him." You do not want your name in an Epstein book. 
You really don't. It's rule of culture number nine. You, you do, do not, not want your, your name, name in an Epstein, Epstein book. book. That is a recipe for disaster. That is a recipe for, your for, dis- pers- for your PR. Absolutely. But she, I just think like her even being like <laughs> tangentially associated with Epstein, there's something so hilariously old New York, old, quote unquote old New York about it. Old money mm-hmm. literally is like, God, these like stupid fucking rich people. Yeah, you know the, what I mean. The, the, and that there's something rony about that. Yeah, there's there something is. rony about that. And I I'm missing that. And I know that it's an intentional reset to have none of that in yes. this iteration. But like a Morgan, and we had you know a Countess. But like Carol, like was in Kandahar for six weeks reporting for ABC News. That is a woman. These women are impressive, though. These I they're, mean, they're very like, impressive women. I, I would say like. And I'm hesitant to even bring the politics into it because obviously I can't verify this. But like the Aaron of it all, the Aaron of it all. So apparently, uh, allegedly, Aaron maybe donated some money, four hundred dollars to Trump after the election. After the which election, is the funniest detail, which is truly insane. Uh huh. That story is developing. Yes. Um, but it's a shame because I do like her on the show. I know, but it, unfortunately, it's really hard for me as an audience member to have her come back from that. I'm watching. I go. I don't like. I don't you. like you if that's the case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But listen, that's why you don't do that. Right. Speaking of don't do that, I have really been struggling with you not being here during these last few weeks. Seven, just like that. Let's talk about it. Well, is there anything to say? Does anything happen on the show? You know what? That's that's a lie. In this last episode, a lot of things happened. Uh-huh. But it took a really long time for things to happen. Right. The Che Diaz of it all is has now become the monster is now self-aware. The focus group from a couple episodes ago. Yeah. I did not think that they would go in that direction. And I'm kind of into it. Maybe it's like that Barbie thing of like, see, we're self-aware. Yeah. But um I think Sara Ramirez, at the end of the day, they are one of our great talents. 100%. It is like some little injustice that they were given this role to begin with. Across the board, (laughs) the new women in the show are like, what is this? Like the contracts of it all, like the fact that like Karen Pittman Mm -hmm. is under contract with this show. And she, as her character, Naya, has to just sit at dinner and be like, ugh, my divorce, hold on, and write a text message and then be like, ugh, okay, dealt with that. And we as the audience don't, don't know, know what happened. The women are not interested in asking her about it. Nope. It's yeah. messed up. And I'm telling you, this is the problem with it. Is It's like you could have had a show about Carrie, Miranda, and Charlotte. That was them like engaging in the new world Mm -hmm. without being so patronizing as to include all these new women and do nothing with them. Exactly. And then the one you do the most with is the worst. Seema is terrible. I feel comfortable publicly saying that I really, every line read to me is giving rolling on rehearsal. She's out of her genre. Rolling on rehearsal. Like We loved Sarita in Homeland. She was great in Homeland. And all of her other projects. This is just not the genre. It's and not I'm just the like, genre. There was no care put into any of these characters or the casting. I swear to God, every scene with LTW and her husband is still written by Sesame Street writers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it becomes Sesame Street when they're when they're on camera. I don't believe that these are conversations that this couple has. It's wild to me. And then, like, it comes at the expense of the main storylines. Uh-huh. And then you just have a weird, bad show. These scenes end on lines that are not buttons. 
There's like a lack of scoring in the show, which is very disconcerting. Oh my God, the scoring mama. What? It's like never there. It's like, it's not moving. Sarah Jessica looks bored and miserable. I think she's having fun. You think so? I think the whole like her waiting at urgent care for that guy. I think she was like in her like meet cute bag that she hasn't been able to do for a while. I think the only person acting on the show is Cynthia. And Cynthia's doing it. And Cynthia's nailing. She's doing great, but when it's compelling, it's like that scene with her and Steve. Yes. That was like incredible. Right. I, I was like, think her reactions to Shay being like, I need space. And Miranda's like, okay. Like, even just all that landing on her, you can tell I'm like, oh, like this is great. Cynthia's incredible. She's an incredible actor. It's just like, I don't believe that Miranda is this dumb. Right. And just to go back to the LTW stuff, like, there is nothing to track because out of nowhere, the husband is running for comptroller. Right. Because she said so. Because she said so at like an anniversary dinner as a way of like changing the power dynamic with the mother-in-law. I'm like, right. what is yeah, happening? Yeah, they've lost that thread. And now it's like, they hint that there may be going to be conflict in their storyline because they both have an event, like a big event. Because right. their whole thing is that they're busy. They're busy. And yet this woman is an award-winning documentarian who uses iMovie. Check the damn <laughs> interface on the Mac. I mean... She's editing her documentaries on a MacBook, not pro, on <laughs> iMovie. Do people do that? Not award-winning no. documentarian. You're certainly right. But I love that they were like, oh, there's potentially going to be conflict here. And then her husband literally shows up for her. And the scene ends with her being like, I'm so lucky to have support at home. And it's like, okay, so what was the conflict of the storyline? <sighs> like, what is it? I know. I know. It just becomes like... It, it's wild. And here's the thing. It's weird to see people engage with the show. Right. Because it's like, there's this weird idea that's out there. That it's like camp. People have to be positive about it or that people have to be like, no. like, I don't know. I think that there's like definitely conversation about the quality, which is like low. Right. It's just not well done. Yeah. But there's this thing of like, but we still love these women and we love watching these women and I'd rather have this than anything else. It's like, you guys, this is what's sort of broken about all of Yes. It. You know what I mean? It's like, we have to retreat this so much because like, we can't actually get compelling new stories for women like this. And like, you can't coast on nostalgia alone. And I think like, that's the thing is it's like, we're really starting to pay for it. I mean, you see even the box off receipts for these well-trod Big properties, like big IP, like yeah, Mission yeah, Impossible, yeah. Uh-huh. which I saw. Like, that's really failing. The Indiana Jones yep. movie is doing very poorly. Mm-hmm, it's like, mm-hmm. I think that there is an exhaustion with these, like, stories being told and told and mm-hmm. told again to the point where they actually are no longer interesting because we've literally seen it. We've seen it. Literally. And I was telling you that I think maybe what the Barbie movie is going to set as a trend is, like, movies about, like, brands and companies now instead of like (laughs) storylines and all of those adaptations are going to be like meta. Right. Like Nintendo and Barbie. Like Mario and Barbie. Exactly. Literally the movies of the year are Mario Mario and and Barbie. Barbie. And I know I understand that I say it like Mario. No, it's like Mario. There you go. No, no, no. There's no, I'm not correcting you. Mario and Barbie. However you want to say it. Let's call the whole thing off. Those are the most, those are the biggest characters in film. (laughs) Mario Mario and Barbie. Barbie. Honey. And I liked both. And oh, I want to talk about something that. What? I I can't talk about it because of the strike. What is it? We're going to bleep it out like it's catch. Um, I'm doing a voice in the movie. Oh, can't talk about it. 
Sorry. <laughs> we can't. Can't. Okay, we can't talk about You'll it. Never know You'll what, never what know what Bowen's project I know, is. I know. Because he can't talk I about guess, it. Like, I literally can't talk about it. Cancel your streamers. Fran Drescher and Duncan Crabtree Ireland are my gods. Fran? I know she got in trouble for going and partying well, with Kim. But can we just say, I blame Kim because Kim I, fucking savvy as hell knows what she's doing when she's like, get the camera. I want a picture with Fran Drescher. Yep. She knows exactly how it benefits Kim and how it hurts Fran. Yeah. Like she knows. She's smart. She's one of the smartest. She's one of the smartest. She is. Do you think that she'll be good in, in American, American Horror Story? Horror Story? Can, I, you, can we talk about it? <laughs> Neither of us are in it as far as I know. Sure, sure, Unless sure. that's one of your projects. I'm, it's not, it's not, it's not, are you in it? I didn't even get well, an audition for the American Horror Story, Kim Kardashian, Emma Roberts, Cara Delevingne I think you're thing. closer to American Horror Story than I am. You think so? Uh, absolutely. Definitely, definitely. You've got the Ryan Murphy face. You think I've got the Ryan Murphy look? You've got the Ryan Murphy look. I only mean that as a compliment. I only take it My as... handsome king. My handsome girl. Listen, you know what I was watching? What? This is a really good documentary. The Rock Hudson documentary. I need to, oh yeah, All That Heaven Allows. All That Heaven Allows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or something allows, like that. Which is like a Rock Hudson movie, but then like they named the, the yeah, documentary. Yeah, it was really good. It was it was actually fascinating. And I traditional handsomeness got me there, mm-hmm. but I was just like um, watching it and I was like, what a fucked time. I know. Like, and I guess like, you know, it's still all fucked, but it's just so weird that like these secret lives that had to be lived and like I just always like a chill runs up my spine when I see like gay men partying like in the pines like in the 80s like around that time. It just like man oh man like it just it's so hard to wrap your head around. I know. That reality, that nightmare. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. anyway, I not to quickly descend into no, no devastation, but that was really a tough watch. You get the sense that like it's sort of nightmare. It would have been impossible. Oh yeah, for us, it would have absolutely been impossible for me. Yeah, for you, for so many people we know. I just think about like um. Well, n- anyway. I literally just looked down at my paper and it said Rush by Troy Sivan. And I'm like, at least we have queer joy. And yes. it's not, you know what I mean? Like, I just love my friends so much and I love my community so much. And uh, it's just sad. It's yeah. just very sad. And I, that was top of mind because I had watched the Rock Hudson documentary. And if you want to marinate in that, you can go watch that. But I'm, I'm not going to drag the readers down with the ship here. I want to talk about another documentary. <laughs> and it's not that I've seen it, but I want to see it, but it's on studio platform. Oh, damn it. So I, I feel like I should. Well, I sh- we can't I talk about we it. We talk about it. Um, Rush by Troy Sivan can be talked about. Let's talk about it. What a great song. I fucking loved it. I love it. I still love it. <laughs> Does it make you want to pop the poppers? Absolutely. I also haven't, I haven't had sex in like. I know. Are we in our little Volcel era? I haven't had sex in two months. Does that sound right? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I think Jessel up in here. You're giving, it's I'm giving like Jessel. Jessel. I'm like a gay Jessel. You're gay Jessel. Two months is two years for gay. You're, you wearing Alexander Wang. Ugh. Never me. Never you. Um, Brush by Troy Sivan. I mean, can I confess? What? I still haven't seen the music video. You haven't? I know. Oh, man. I've seen the clips and I'm like, oh, ooh. I mean, there's some choreo. Yes. Oh, I, I, I do love the choreo. Should I be whipping out some unknown talents? Acting. Dance, uh, modeling, modeling. <laughs> that co- the single cover is like one of the most gorgeous photos, and he's got his images down. I just, I love that this man has chosen a lane, which is I'm gonna write songs about the moments right before something goes in there, mm-hmm. 
<laughs> one, two, three, take all of, of me. Bloom, I, the, look at the lyrics of Bloom. I bloom just, just for, for you. you. I bought him just for you. That means that there was one person. My favorite choice of on lyric, you want to know? What? Should be the last night ever. Should be the last night we're apart. Mm. Got my name on this treasure. On this treasure. Love it. My favorite choice of on lyric <laughs> is... You made it easy. Easy. easy, please don't leave me, <laughs> leave me. You and Troy. Oh no, I'm <laughs> I'm saying you, you. Can we talk about why you've been hanging out? No. Okay. Can I just? That's my strike. That's your strike. <laughs> I I want to say in the broadest terms, and please cut me off. Okay. To all the readers, Katie's publicist finalists, Matt is doing some very fun things. There will be a new era. There will be a new era. That's where we're gonna leave that. Okay. We can say that much. Honestly, maybe by the time this is out, something will... No, oh! I don't know. I don't know. What <gasps> was I going to say? Okay. Um, but one thing I want to say about Twitter becoming X. Yes. I saw that Twitter became X and I laughed. Yes. My ass. Off. Because off. Because I just thought this is the stupidest thing in the world uh-huh. that Twitter becomes X. And I wanted to clear something up. When I saw that Twitter was becoming X, I thought, okay, this is really over. I thought this is really going down. It's yeah. really so I decided to sort of tweet like the world was ending. You know what I'm saying? And that's what this tweet was. So basically, here's what happened. And I want to clear something up because I got a lot of concerned messages. <laughs> so I used to have a Twitter, and the way that I would tweet is sort of like the way I speak on this podcast. Very like the plane takes off. I don't know if it's gonna land. Whenever I start a sentence, I just hope to land the plane. You know what I mean? Yes. I don't know my words, but I do know my heart. It's sort of essential tenet of my personality. That's my housewives tagline. Mm-hmm. I don't know my words, but I do, do know, know my heart. heart. So I decided to just start tweeting, like run on sentences crazy. And I said something. Very, it's giving James Joyce. Yeah, I was just like crazy tweeting, like trying to make jokes. And then people were like, what's going on? This is cringe. What's wrong? Is uh-huh, something going uh-huh. on? Is something wrong? I think because of the content. Yeah. I honestly even forget what I said, but I was like, okay, so you can't actually just have fun on this platform no. and like do whatever because you can no longer communicate on that app. Like I miss when Twitter used to be a place where you kind of just like pop off and say Talk. anything and like you could be funny and like whatever. But now it's just like everything means something. It's just like it, it just gets so I can't even do that on Instagram anymore. Like I like just wanted to like talk some shit about like people who were tweeting. Literally, it, Twitter is the origin. And then people were like, this go. is cringe. This is awful. Like, why? And I'm just like, okay, wait. So no, there is no fun place anymore. I mean, like, look, if what you did didn't land, if what I did didn't land, that's like ultimately on us or whatever. Right. But it's just like, it reminded me why I don't have Twitter. It's because yes. like, oh, ugh, it's too easy for things to I not know. land. And like, it's just, it's too much gray area and like intentional gray area. You know what I mean? Like people are like. It's, it's where it operates. It is, yeah. is like some bad faith interpretation but i've told you the moment that it jumped the shark for me right was i was stoned watching looney tunes Mm -hmm. i tweet from my personal account god the looney tunes are so iconic (laughs) all my replies are this isn't news oh what are you talking about of course this didn't have to be said and i'm like We've really lost the thread. You here. couldn't even say something positive about the about Looney Tunes, about the most like universally beloved thing ever. They had to say <laughs> this isn't news. I you can't even like something that people love. I think what I said on Twitter was I deleted it because it was just getting too yeah, much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said something like, 
God, it was like people were like, Are, "He's going off about his ex." I'm like, "I'm literally not." No. Oh, you know what it was? I was talking to my friend yes. about how he's in a relationship, but he can still be on his host shit mm-hmm. on Instagram. Yeah, and so I tweeted, "I love when I see people in relationships still on their horse shit." Yeah. Clearly, that means you spoke to your partner. They said, baby, be you. I said, congratulations, whore. Marry them. You will never do better. And people were like, it's crazy to see you slut shame. I was like, what are you talking about? I was like, I think everyone should be a whore. I I literally, one of my number one mission statements is slutdom for everyone. I literally was congratulating people on having communication open that they felt they could be a whore on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. And then I was on, I thought I was on fire. And so I, I was like, oh, I'm going to tweet again. And I said something like, um, we have to stop trying to change each other in relationships. You DM'd me because you thought he's cute and I'm smarter than him. And so now I'm not going to start reading. Right. Because I'm an actress. Whoa, better than revenge. Better than revenge. Belt. Belt. This and is people the, were like, why are you doing this? It's like, you can't be too detailed. <laughs> I was like, I thought it was funny. <laughs> right. But it's like, you can't be too like, you can't like put too much detail on it you can't be too vague like our own girls were like i know i know ugh. i know it's a weird collective time right now yeah venus is in retrograde you understand and it's leo season which got Leo's. me really excited do you see chani yeah did, did her post I, for leo? I loved her chani it post. got me really hype leo season could be fun she said all caps unfollow i said i know that's right i know brooke ashley at the roni premiere i said i know, <laughs> I know that's, that's right. right i've been saying that to you a lot lately I-K-T-R. 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 Favorite radio station. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. Hey, everybody. During the break, let's quickly talk about a couple things that are important to most people I know. Comfort and style. Crocs classic clogs and sandals have both covered. And when we're talking about style, we mean personal style. There's just so many colors and so many gibbets charms. You can dress up your Crocs to match your mood and to match your personality and to fit the occasion. I mean, ultimately, you can stand out from the crowd in a way that only you can because it's your personal style. And now let's talk about comfort. You know, it doesn't get better than the Crocs clogs and sandals when it comes to being comfortable. Style and comfort are usually a trade-off, but here they're a package deal. It's like you have cushions on your feet. Soft, stylish, personalized, colorful cushions. So why wait? Head over to Crocs.com today and experience the comfort and style of Crocs classic clogs and sandals for yourself. Your feet will thank you. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire, part-time, or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With 
With their easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. Visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Now, before we move on to I Don't Think So, Honey, and close out the episode, really quickly, I want to say the only culture I've been consuming besides Barbie and Oppenheimer earlier tonight is is couples therapy. Oh, my God. Obsessed. Obsessed. You're middle of the season. I'm in the mid. What do you think so far? Sean and Erica? Well, he is a villain. I would agree. Erica, I think we need to move on. There's a kid. Yeah, but... There's a kid. That's not a reason to stay. I know it's not a reason to stay. There's a kid and... She has had a life. That's certainly true. I get it. I like. I, whenever someone is in a bad relationship, and I see it, and especially now, like with the years accumulating, like it's always just like, God, I understand more and more mm-hmm. why people don't act. I I do get it, but it's also so clear when they need to. I know. And you wish you had that for yourself, but you can never tell for yourself. No, you need an Orna. Matters of the heart. Matters of the heart. Orna is amazing. One of the most impressive people I've ever seen. Yeah. I would extend the invite for her to come on this podcast, but, but I'd be scared. Why? Because she would be like, <laughs> Now, where did you go just now? <laughs> where did you go? No, where are you, Matt? And why did you, when he said that, <laughs> you flinched. You flinched. No. Can I just say what's happening here? Her inflection on her questions, just that light accent, the light sort of like, tell me. I think it's interesting. I think it's interesting. <laughs> you, Matt's got an Orna. Matt's got an Orna. You know, I, new she is, my favorite thing is when she goes, it's like the first time she meets the couples and she goes, so tell me, tell me, tell me. It's so chic. And can I say, this is not me being shady. You should be Orna on Weekend Update. <laughs> not to talk about the industry. No, no, no. We're not, we're not, we're not plugging. We're not scabbing. The way she dresses is both, Oh, yeah. Not quite right, and yet the chicest. And, exactly and you can tell right. her kids have done like weird little micro braids on her, and you're mm-hmm. like, you let that happen because you're a good mother. Yeah. And you're chic enough that you can just like pull it off and wear like a blazer and walk out the door and be like, I'm a psychoanalyst. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Only a psychoanalyst could really get away with it. I mean,. The just where where does she live? Fort Greene? Something like yeah, it's giving like Central Brooklyn. I love the Central Brooklyn aesthetic. It's that vibe. I <laughs> You know what's crazy is it's like you have to imagine like these people that go on that show, they know it's a television show, right. so they come in with that baggage. And I feel like in this season it's the first time that I'm ever seeing people be like, look at their partner and be like, Okay, well I'm gonna say this thing on television. Right. But I think the camera's not being visible at all at oh, any yeah. point. Mind trick. Mind trick and Yes, either the person is hyper aware for that reason that the cameras are there, Mm -hmm. like through like the two-way mirror or or the one-way mirror, whatever it is, or they just completely forget. But what Orna says in all this press that she's done for the shows in the last few years, because I like was Googling her, Mm -hmm. is she's like, I thought the cameras would be an obstacle, but no, the work, the work is the work. And I'm like, work. She's incredible. She's amazing. She is one of the most Googleable people too. I like just, I, I think her Wikipedia could be longer. Absolutely, I, I don't never say think that, that about anybody. I never <laughs> ever think that about anyone. I'll be honest. Sometimes I go to someone's Wikipedia, 
And I think to myself, Say less. I didn't need all this. I need all this. Get me to personal life quicker. Honey, on my own. On my own. Edit. Oh my God. Are you kidding me? I'm going, y'all are still quoting that Maureen Dowd piece? No. <laughs> that was not it. Okay. Mine says my SAT and ACT scores. I said, that's, that's not okay. That's not okay. That's a violation. I that's, hip have, that's HIPAA. You know what? That's a HIPAA violation. That's a HIPAA violation. That actually might be. No, it's, it's, it might be. Well, let, let's We're look We're going to look into it. I think I must have said that on the podcast in like I'm sure. 2019, like when I was like, and then like now they're just out there. And they're they're right. Those are my scores. But they, no one needs to know. And you know, motherfucking Willie Geist is going to be like, in a couple of years, be like, so I read that you got a 31 on your <laughs> ACT. I did get a 31. Did you just I, guess that? I just guessed. That's a good score. I thought it was pretty fucking good. Great score. But then people are like, like <laughs> what? Uh, though there, all of a sudden you realize that like randos in your life have these really high SAT and ACT right. scores. But it means Am I outing you by saying you got a perfect score on the ACT? No, no, no. You're not outing me. You're not outing. Um, That's pretty fucking good, bitch. It's, but it's, I was a good test taker and I was oh. not even book smart. Definitely not street smart. Were you doping? I was doping. You were doping. I was doping test. in the testing center. The proctor saw me dope. And they said, we'll let you get away with it. <laughs> I'm going to read a random rule of culture. Okay. Hmm. Okay. Wow. We have Everything. so many. Um, Repeat numbers. Oh my God. Look, rule of culture number 72. Bowen, Bowen and Matt, Matt are Oprah and, and Winfrey. Winfrey. Whatever that means. Whatever that means. Now Let's it's look. time. Okay. So I'm just looking at my <laughs> list of cultural topics and I'm seeing, I'm seeing if I can source one of them for our, our segment. Hunter Biden. I do think so, honey. Hunter Biden. You so I'm are, not gonna... you are obsessed with Hunter Biden in a good way. I would like to play him in a biopic. Yes. I know. Oscar winner. I think Hunter Biden is my Oscar. It's the best casting since Margot Robbie played Barbie. I would absolutely slay as Hunter Biden. I'm speechless. I'm not. I'm ready to read the script. Are you going to have them draw the bags under your eyes? Or are you going to... I gonna honestly don't need them drawn in. Look. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, or are you going to like really like pull, 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 pull? Like, I will do what I need to do to be method as Hunter Biden. If it means I need to do whatever I need to do, I've rarely felt <laughs> as connected to a piece as I feel about the Hunter Biden biopic that's not yet written. I don't know who's going to write it. Maybe it's you. Well, who majored in dramatic writing? My friend. Okay, Hunter, Hunter Biden. Biden. I'm not, I, I do think so, honey, that we spoke about the strike. We spoke about Bowen's absence. We spoke about Barbie. I mentioned Mission Impossible. I mentioned Theater Camp. Mm -hmm. we said, we're seeing Oppenheimer tonight. Yes. You want me to go first? Switch it up or no? By the way, we're on Indictment Watch. Indictment Watch. We're on Indictment Watch. We're going to get him this time. We are going to get him this time. I'm telling you right now. I think we have a handful of more Indictment Watches. Okay, I, I think I can do mine. Okay. This is I Don't Think So, Honey. This is our segment where we take one minute to rail against something in culture. I'm sorry about this. Man is apologizing ahead of his I don't think so, honey. I'm so interested to see what this is. It this, pains me. This is Matt Rogers' I don't think so, honey. Painful I don't think so, honey, as time starts now. I don't think so, honey. Housewives of Potomac and this new fight that's happening. Maybe Potomac is done. <gasps> I don't know, guys. I, it pains me to say it because I do think so, honey, that I said on this podcast, I believe it was four years ago, don't sleep on Potomac. I did not like what I saw in this video. Time to go back to bed. Any of the girls. It's been rough. I don't know what to say about 
two friends of getting into it in this way to the point where someone gets tossed down a little flight of stairs. The video is chilling. I don't think so, honey, fighting. Like, I don't think so, honey, when things come to physical blows for the second time on this show and like a kind of running thing is like, who's going to hit who? No. I think this Roni reboot is working. I'm not saying we need to reboot Potomac. I'm saying we need to look at Potomac. Five seconds. Because it's not good. And that was like the end of the season. Is this going to end on a bad note? I don't think so, honey. And that's one minute. I couldn't agree more. I hate saying it. I hate hearing it. I hate agreeing with you. I'm still firmly of the belief that the vibes are bad all around, chiefly emanating from Giselle Bryant Mia Thornton, Ashley Darby, Ashley Darby. These two fucking what, what's her name? Sesame Debra. Street. Debra, Debra, and then well, apparently it's Wendy's new friend. Wendy's Kiana. new friend, and and my thing is just like, of course, we don't know what happened, but like it was Ashley Darby's event, and I just feel like we're not moving forward towards the end of the season. It really wasn't fun to watch. It used to be that all these women were funny, yeah, and like fun and not that I'm not saying that's all they can be but the vibes were just like pretty immaculate for just a second there and I really wish we could freeze that in amber I think something's got to give with it I hated seeing the fight I know don't it was not it was not a good thing to watch and I don't think I even watched the whole way through it was hard I did you were the I learned from you that they fell down a flight of stairs yeah it was really crazy I mean like someone could have gotten really hurt like, it, it, it was more upsetting than the Monique and Candace fight. Of course. Well, the Monique and Candace fight was, like, a flurry of violence mm-hmm. that ended in, like, them, like, in a deadlock. And, like, a lock. This like, was a knockdown drag out. That was a tough one. Violence? I don't think the so, answer. And that's actually real coach number 30. Violence, violence is never, never the answer. answer. Sorry. Okay, well, I'll, I'll shift gears. We're going to get a gear shift. Mm-hmm. Um... I have a text from Andy Cohen. Okay, can we read it on the show? Thank you for hosting Reality Check this week. So I'm hosting Reality Check this week on Radio Andy. Very exciting. Andy, I want you to know I was not going to read your text if it was personal, but it ended up being promotional. And so I read this And it's the one thing he can promote. I thought he was going to ask me, what are your thoughts on Roni? Because I did text him. I electively gave my thoughts. Yes. Oh, fun. And I said, I just want you to know, I think this is a home run. And he responded and was very excited. He said he was breathing a sigh of relief to have it out. And I think we're on to good things with this one. Me too. He seems excited too. Yeah, he should be. Yeah. Do you have something that's kind of grinding your ears? I do. And it's been on my mind for a little bit. Oh. My goodness. Well, you've had much time to think of it. Yep. This is Bill and Yang's I Don't Think So, Honey. His time starts now. I Don't Think So, Honey, the city of Amsterdam. I was recently in you with our friend Cola Scola, who yes. came up from Ghent to visit me. It was really nice to be lovely. We saw Dutch Les Mis. Darling dear. Darling dear. So fun. So lovely. Was completely in Dutch. I was at the opera. Oh. I was like, I don't know what's being sung exactly, but I know the story. I know, oh, this is... Emotionally, you knew every minute. Our Eponine was phenomenal. Our Fontaine... Flop. Uh, but I, I don't think so many of the city of Amsterdam. You cannot have a weed city, a drug city, mm. and have everyone be riding bikes. It's uh, a recipe for disaster. Mm. Either the pedestrians are stoned and being slow and not moving out of the way, or the people on the bikes seconds. are on acid and mm. they shouldn't be on the bike. Mm. And also, the Dutch people in general, its you can't be rude and kooky. And you're both, Five most seconds. of you are both. And <sighs> I'm going to be a little racist here and say that most of you are both. Oh my God. That was racist against white people to say that we're kooky and... Not all, the Dutch. 
here's the thing. When weed becomes a part of a culture, I think functionality also goes way up on marijuana. I've never figured it out. I'm never functional on weed. But you were functional when you were like waiting tables. That's because the place where I was high waiting tables was one of the easiest places to work in America. And Ulysses? That was Ulysses. Can we say? I think so. Okay, okay. I worked at this restaurant in the financial district and I would literally work from 7 p.m. to 4 a.m. That sounds awful. On Monday nights. And because we pulled tips, it was like- everyone, Do whatever. Everyone had made the money earlier. And so because I was there logging the hours, I made the money. So I could go in there at like 7 p.m., at the end of a dinner rush uh-huh. on Monday and like stay till four because the kitchen was open till four for whatever reason. I was on the floor. I wasn't even behind the bar and I would make a lot of money so I could be so fucking On high. a Monday at 4 a.m. That was my shift. Monday, 7 p.m. to 4 a.m. And because for some reason Monday dinner was good, I think it was lobster night. You guys had great seafood. Really did. Yeah. And then I was able to make a large chunk of the money because my I had high hours. In fact, yes. I had the most hours because I was 7 p.m. to 4 a.m. on a Monday evening. Yes. Wow. But I would say you were you went to work stoned and you it was fine. Like that is I've never so some people I don't don't condone. Some people can drive a car high. No. No way. No way. And this is a town full of people who ride bikes high or walk around high while bikes are flying past them. I was like, this doesn't work. No. This doesn't work. Cut to me on the ground. Cut to me on the ground. In a heap. Next to the Anne Frank house. Cut to me in a heap on the ground next to the Anne Frank house. Bloody, beaten, battered, and biked down. Because I was high. Because I got high. Because I got high. Because I got high. Remember when that was a number one hit? I saw that music video for the first time at a sleepover, all boy sleepover, and we were what, like ten years old. Yeah, being like, because I got high. Afro man. Wow, that was his name. That was him, right? Yeah. Yeah. We were like, Becca came in hard with that. Was that your jam? Were you a middle stoner? school stoner? Yeah. Becca. Eighth grade. That's cool. Eighth grade stoner. Okay, so you were, we can say now, the baddest bitch. I would hope so. Yes, yes, we know so. We know so. You sort of do give that vibe. Yeah. You give off the vibe of, I'm grown now. I don't have to, like, compensate for anything. <gasps> well, you can't. That's the thing is it's like talking about, like, high functionality. I can't smoke and do a damn thing. Yeah. No. No more. Because now I know it makes me like anxious socially. Yeah. Like, yeah. Especially like when you're already at something and it's going well and then you smoke and you're like, oh no. Didn't have to do that. The one and only time it was ever good was when we were at the Boom Boom Room. You remember when? Yes. From that one person's joint. From that one person's joint. Oh my God. I have not heard from that person. I haven't heard from that person either. I hope he's doing okay. Oh, so. Okay. Anyway. Anyways. Um, anyways. Um, okay, let me look at my other topics. Yes, yes. Do we miss anything? Eras in Denver and Just Like That is Terrible. Emmy nominations? We can't, we can't talk, talk about, about it. it. We can't talk about it. Uh, um, let's see. Vampire by Olivia Rodrigo. Love it. Blood sucker, fame fucker. God, the suck your teeth into me. It's giving queen. Yes. Have people been saying that? Yeah. Uh, Mm. I just think like if they're they're saying it they're not saying it loud enough I'm just saying it sounds like like from beginning to end it sounds like a Queen song 
It's really good. I believe the girl did it again. Also, I want to say about Barbie, that Billie Eilish song, that might win her another Oscar. Gorgeous song. That is really good, and it plays really well in the movie. Yeah. Billie is. Billie's Billie's good. Billie, come on the pod. Billie, come on the pod. She's a musician. She's allowed. I guess we can't talk to her about the Barbie movie, though. Because she'd be promoting. Can't talk to her about that little show where she's um that cult girl. Can't right? talk about it. Can't talk about it. No, we can talk about Swarm. Swarm she can't yeah. talk about Swarm. She can't talk about Swarm. But I haven't seen Swarm. Well, the theater camp thing, <laughs> we could we could talk about theater camp. I haven't seen it yet. Thought it was great. I haven't seen it yet. Got stars in it. Stars galore. Patty. Patty. Io, Ben, Molly, Noah. We were actually Nathan Lee Graham. Oh yeah. It's an all-star cast. It's an all-star cast. It's actually cast. very Lost Culture coded. It's very Lost Culture In terms coded. of the cast. Has Absolutely. everyone been on? Not Noah. Noah. Soon, baby. Soon, babe. We love you. Well. Blood sucker. Oh, wait, hold on. Congratulations to Jimbo. Congratulations to Jimbo and Lalari. And Candy Muse. And Candy Muse. Candy Muse. Legend. Star. I mean, all I thought about all season was star. And... You cannot, and I, I know we have a bias in saying this, but I'm tired of hearing people say it was a bad season. No! Because you know what we got out of it in the end? Even a redemption arc for Monica Beverly Hills, not a silken clock. If this season can deliver Monica Beverly Hills a viral meme moment, then it was a great successful season. Everyone walked away from that season with something to gain. And you can't say that for all All-Star seasons. And we end every episode with, with a, a song. song. Not, not a silken clock. Not a silken clock. Not a silken clock. Not a slay. And slay. And sir. And slay. And slay. Do you like that, Daddy? Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>